G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. You might be interested to know that a historic bill aimed at providing greater clarity and certainty about the meaning of charity has been made law. The Charities Bill 2013 sought to clarify the categories of charitable purposes with native title, human rights and the environment among them. The Act would also greatly improve charities' freedom to pursue their purpose through advocacy without jeopardising their charitable status. Murray Baird is the Acting Commissioner of the Australian Charities and Not-for-Profits Commission and he joins me on the line now. Uh, Murray, why is this bill such a significant piece of legislation? Yeah, Thanks, Matt. The charities definition that we use to decide what organisations are charities um, is drawn out of the, the common law, the cases from 1601 in England onwards. And uh, they, in fact, go back to a, a statute in England called the Statute of Charitable Uses in 1601. So it's sometimes been hard to work out exactly uh, who's in and who's out for a charity. So the government has simply decided to put it in one place uh, in an act. There's no intention to change the law it's just a, an intention to state it in clear, modern, contemporary language. Now, there has been some comment in regards to that, though, that a lot of charities and not-for-profit organisations watching closely to see what happens, to see whether it does affect uh, how they are classed as charities or, or not-for-profits. Why has there been such a concern? Well, I suppose whenever there's change, there is concern whether this is going to cause any disadvantage. The assurance given in the explanatory memorandum and the, the government's speeches is that the intention here is simply to restate the law in an accessible way. So uh, time will tell, but uh, it's certainly the intention of the Charities Commission uh, that we will be applying the law uh, in accordance with the statute uh, but as informed by the common law. Now, that uh, may be a little bit of a, a tricky question there in the fact that you've said that it's based on the common law and yeah. now it's been put into legislation. Why the difference? Why not keep it as common law rather than actually legislate what a charity or not-for-profit organisation is? Well, I think the challenge of common law is that you need to then go back through hundreds if not thousands of cases and try to find a strand that defines charity and well the various strands that define charity it really is now bringing all those stories which the cases are uh, together in one place uh, so that it's easily accessible and and i think it's certainly to the community it's easier to find a statute than to wade through uh, hundreds of cases. So with the passing of this legislation, what are some of the key things that this bill will actually achieve? Organisations uh, in the past have uh, worked out which category of charity they fall into, and there were 
typically four, four categories. There was um, relief of poverty, that's the, the welfare style of charity. There was advancement of education, that was uh, schools and universities and preschools, etc. There was advancement of religion, which would be churches and, and other ministries. And there was a fourth category, which was other charitable purposes. And generally that picked up things that the community over the years had recognised as charitable, uh, things like the environment, conservation, uh, the arts... Uh, child care w fell within that fourth grab bag. Now, now what the Act does is it teases out those four categories into a, a longer list which everyone who is existing as a charity now will be able to find their place on that list. So it's rather than have a other categories, it, it actually lists those things which are charities. Could you give us some examples of that, Murray? Obviously, there's a, a lot of different categories that uh, charities and not-for-profits fall in, but could you just name a couple that would normally fall into that other category that are now legislated as a specific type? Yeah, happy to do that. The list has turned into quite a longer list, and I might just run through the list. It's advancing health, advancing education, advancing social and public welfare, advancing religion, advancing culture, promoting reconciliation and respect, uh, promoting human rights, um, advancing safety of the Australian public, uh, preventing suffering of animals, advancing natural environments and anything else in terms of discussion that promotes those things. Okay. Well, I can see where a number of charities that I know of and have, have dealt with over my time that would fit into those different categories that I guess would be benefiting from actually having a specific category that they fall into. But there's also that uh, idea that sometimes being a, a charity that is also active in advocating for things can at times be in danger of perhaps going against the law of the day or, or perhaps getting people offside when it comes to advocating for change, whether it be environment, whether it be religion, whether it be animal rights. One of the things that you've said that this legislation will actually do is to ensure that any sort of charity or not-for-profit that advocates changes to laws, policies and practices won't jeopardise their charitable status, because this is something we've seen in New Zealand just recently. Yeah, it is. It's interesting that, that various countries have tackled this in, in different ways. And Australia has gone strongly in favour of uh, permitting advocacy. For example, there was an act in the Parliament last week, uh, as the Parliament rose, was uh, an anti-gag legislation, which said that no organisation should be prevented from advocating um, through government funding arrangements. So if you received government funding, you, you couldn't be gagged in your political discussion. Um, the, the High Court of Australia have said it's fundamental to our constitution that people ought to have the freedom to debate uh, policy issues. And therefore, they found that a, that a charity promoting discussion about overseas aid, that's called the Aid Watch case, it was quite appropriate. That, that the very um, the purpose of advocacy could be a charitable purpose. And so that's now come into uh, this Act, this Charities Act, and, and been enshrined in it. And uh, so under charitable purposes, it includes the promoting or opposing a change to any matter established by law uh, in furtherance or protection of one or more of the above purposes. What that means, to get away from the legalese, is it's okay to promote a change in the law or oppose a change in the law as long as it's uh, connected to your charitable purpose. 
So by going outside the boundaries of, say, for example, an animal protection group advocating for religious change, that could be a slight contradiction in their understanding of who they are as a charitable organisation. The, the typical example would be, uh, say, a religious organisation would be entitled to advocate for or against a law uh, that was either consistent or inconsistent with their religious stance. Um, an animal, animal welfare organisation uh, could advocate for or against laws that affect the welfare of animals. That's the intention of the Act. Look, it would be possible to have a religious animal welfare organisation and therefore uh, have a, a breadth of advocacy across uh, both uh, religious and animal welfare issues. Uh, so categories are not silos. An organisation can be more than one aspect of charity. Well, Murray, what is going to be the purpose of the Charities and Not-for-Profits Commission now that the Charities Bill has been passed and there is a legislation to actually define what charities and not-for-profit organisations are? Well, the first purpose of a Charities Commission is to create a reliable register of charities. We've never had one place where you can find out whether an organisation is a charity. And so by going to the register established by the Australian Charities and Not-for-Profits Commission, the public will know whether an organisation is a registered charity or not, and that may affect their, their giving or their volunteering. For organisations themselves, uh, this will be their stamp of approval that they have been registered and they're subject to some supervision. And, and that supervision, we call it compliance, is just to make sure a charity behaves like a charity. It's, it's no more or less than that. So uh, if we were observing that a charity appeared to be behaving inconsistent with a charity, say, taking charitable funds for private benefit, we would work with them to get them back on track. So our, our task is to have a register, to have compliance, and then work for the health of charities, provide resources, guidance to help charities understand their responsibilities. So, so more of an advocate and an assistant than a policeman? Absolutely. Our plans are about the health and trustworthiness of charities. And it would only be in the most serious cases that we would ever use any of our uh, powers to take someone off the register. And that would only be where they continue to act inconsistently with being a charity. And of course, in the integrity of the register, it's important to make sure that those on the register are behaving as charities. Well, Murray, there's still a lot to, to be done, obviously, in, in ensuring that uh, all the charities and not-for-profits in Australia are able to understand who they are and where they fit into the, the landscape of charitable yeah. organisations in Australia. And I'm guessing that's going to be the role of the, the Charities Commission now that the bill has been passed. Although the Charities Commission has been operating since the 3rd of December, we've been operating under the common law definition of charity. Now, on the 1st of January in 2014, we will uh, switch over to the statutory definition of charity. But we don't anticipate much much change at all for any charities because as I've, I've said it's really an expression of the common law uh, in a different format and we have a, a strong guidance and advice service so uh, anyone can ring 13 ACNC 10 hours a day and ask any questions about charities or, or how they fit in with the the charities register. I guess that also covers things like tax exempt status and tax deductibility for donations to that particular organisation. What happens is that the Charities Commission determines whether you fall into the status of a charity and what sort of charity you are. Then that information is used by the Australian Taxation Office to apply tax concessions. So there is a, a split function 
we look after the determination of charity and the health and trustworthiness of charities. The tax office look after the concessions that follow from that. Well, Murray, it sounds like it's going to be still a little bit of confusion as we get used to how charities are now actually classified in Australia and legislated to be as such charities. But it sounds like the Australian Charities and Not-for-Profits Commission is going to be a good resource for not-for-profit organisations to get in touch with and find out more from them. Absolutely. And can I also commend our website, acnc.gov.au, which has a lot of resources to assist in that area. Murray, thanks very much for taking some time to talk to us here on Vision Radio. That's a great pleasure, Matt. Thanks very much. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.